Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 12, season 3 it is, the Best Got Beat. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I can't believe it, two, two weeks running, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I, would say, I would say I'm excited, but then I was attending uh, the Grimsby Town versus Warsaw on Saturday, so maybe not as excited. Um, but, but, Liam Keane, Warsaw Report extraordinaire, there is, from a, from a host's point of view... A lot to discuss in the next 50, 55 minutes, one hour, whatever whatever that may be. Um, and I am, I guess, kind of excited because even though it's not going great on the pitch, there are some fascinating, fascinating aspects of the club, both, you know, behind closed doors, social media, performances, uh, situation, the table that we, that is just... Uh, well, it's, it's incredibly precarious and, and a little bit worrying, but but all the same, loads and loads to, to get through. Liam, how, how are you feeling at this moment in time? Just generally, take take your Warsaw hat, you know, to the side and just, just you know, the sun's out, are the guns out? That was the longest intro. <laughs> I, I lost where I was going, to be honest with it, but, you know, I just, I just carried on. Well, um, as is, you know common practice with me nowadays whenever the sun is out the guns always follow um i'm currently sat it's a more of a water pistol mate i think to oh, be honest. i was about to say i'm currently sat in a jumper and joggers <laughs> so <laughs> not really um, a jumper in this heat it's absolutely roasting well, man you know i'm in my i'm in my room which is it's, 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 I'm not sure what the freight is. It's south facing, whichever way the sun isn't. So it's actually quite cool in here. Okay, I'm so all good. You'll be all right when I, you know, you're going for your uh, your third holiday home uh, with your with your pay packet um, as Walsall hmm. reports. And you're like, uh, what 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 do you want? Do you want south facing? Oh, I mean, whatever you know, north east doesn't matter. Doesn't, it makes no difference, does it? You'll be an absolutely <laughs> state agent's dream. Oh yeah, mate. Tell you what, this west facing. Beautiful apartment. Oh, it's an absolute sun trap all day long. Well, 50 grand. I'll put another 50 grand on. I'll have it. I'll have it. Thanks very much. No, I, see, I, I'm not, I don't do very well in the sun. I'm, you know, I'm, I've got Irish blood. I've got Irish skin. Uh, I, I burn very, very easily. I mean, you could put me out there in... 15-degree heat. A good 15, 20-degree heat. Oh, if it's, no, you know, if it's, if it's blazing and, I, and it, I, will, I will, you know... I will burn if I'm out there for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, I'll burn oh. easily. So, so you make up with the uh, with the um, the kind of redness that you go to in the in the in your jean situation because um, I've got to take you to task on your clothing that you wore at Grimsby Town, which by the way was very <laughs> cold. It was very cold, um, and it was it was it was very nice to go to a Walsall game, and and I, I will be there on Friday as well. So I'm looking forward to it, but. I, I couldn't quite. I, I didn't pick this up, I guess, until you were interviewing Dutton at the end of the game. But the jeans, ladies and gentlemen, oh, that, that Mr. Liam King wore, I've never seen a tighter pair of jeans in my life. They were painted on, mate. I couldn't believe it. I was talking to a couple of the Warsaw media lads, and I was just, I was stunned, mate. It was, it was literally. The, the, it left nothing to the imagination, and not in a good way. Well, I mean, some people say different. Um, Listen, I've got one word for you. Go on. Fashion. 
Oh, no. <laughs> That's absolutely grim. I know absolutely you wouldn't grim. even understand the meaning oh, of the word, Mr. Mate, mate. But there is, I mean, it's as simple as that. It's just fashion. You know, I've got blue ones that are just as tight as that, and I'll be wearing them on, on Friday. Do they not check? I mean, you know, when you put them on and you stick them around your waist, and they're literally... Like you can see every every inch of your calf, and that's probably one and a half inches to be fair. Oh, you see you everything of it. Like surely you need it's, it's like a Ross Geller moment. You need some telcom there to get them up. I mean, it's 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 physical impossibility. You're making me self-conscious about my jeans, though. I think it's amazing, mate. I'm going to take pictures and tweet them on Saturday. I'm going to, I'm going to take pictures and tweet them on Friday against Harrogate, mate. I can't, I, I'm excited. Uh, right, I've got I've got a little game to play with you. There we go. Um, okay, a little game to play with you to start us off. Here we go. Who who said who said this? Is that that? Who said this? You said okay, this. Here we go. Okay. Who said this? I mean, I'll be honest. It's quite obvious, but it's uh, it is still astonishing. There is no reason why we can't finish in the top seven, <laughs> and the only reason we won't is because I've underachieved and let the players down. I might be naive in saying this as a young manager and not batting it back with a straight answer about focusing on the next game, but I can only get what I only get one crack at it. The players are good enough to finish in the top seven. Let's have a go and see where we end up on May the eighth. We might not win again, we might not win many but to finish in the top seven, but we can definitely do it. I will not shy away from it. Let's go for the top seven. Now there's bold and there's looking and there's looking very stupid. And at this, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying that, that, that Dustin's stupid, but at this moment in time, and he looks back at those comments, you've got, you can completely understand why the Warsaw fans are going absolutely balmy. Because if you, if you, have, if you say that, then you've, you are literally asking for trouble when you are now battling against relegation is what they're doing. The, the dogs always choose a perfect timing, don't they? They do, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't. Well, believe you me, I will be. Uh, I will bring in those comments up when, probably towards the end of the season, when we there's like a, when there's more of a definitive, you know, finishing place for Warsaw and and uh, getting just, Dutton's thoughts but, on them. But, but but mate, we have to try and get into the top seven. The players I have at my disposal are fantastic. They're really talented players with a great work ethic, work, work ethic about them. They want to win. I mean, it's just... I mean, I, I scroll back to the story uh, this morning. I just, I just can't believe it. And, you know, maybe maybe this squad have, have got them in. They're obviously underperforming. But to, to put those quotes out there and then to, to see what's, what's, what's happened in front of our own eyes... I mean, drawn four, lost seven, I believe it is in the league mm. for Dutton. You know, you play the two bottom sides. It's uh, it's incredibly worrying, and you've got to you've got to really think now. And I'm sure Lee Pomlet is thinking, unless there's an incredible turnaround, you've got to think that if they do survive, that you, it's it's unlikely that he will be in charge next season. Or is that am I being too harsh? It's. <sighs> In terms of the yeah the comments about coming top seven, um, you know he he's coming to the job. He's new. That was very early on. He's you know he's trying to galvanise, isn't he? Trying to galvanise the group and, and go ahead. And whether they were good enough to finish top seven or not, they 
certainly underperformed. Uh, that's without a doubt. They shouldn't be where they are. It's a tough one. It really is because, you know, there's nine games left. If, if Brian has a better second half compared to his first, you know, he very well might get kept on. But what I'd be more concerned about is the immediate future rather than rather than next season. I mean, it's he's got to get wins the next couple of games, otherwise he's most likely going to lose his job. Um, mm. And that's just the reality of it. I mean... Mm. That's just simple. Mean, I mean, top guy, really good guy. That not not taking away from, from him as a person. I think you've, you've it's a refreshing change for you uh, compared to Clark and interviewing him. And, and, and sometimes, you know, that's nice. And, and maybe if you're a bit more convoluted or a little bit more shy, a little bit more... Um, you know, not not being bold, then that's when reporters get a bit frustrated. So I, I get the give and take of it, and it's nice to get answers like that sometimes. But the extent of the way it's gone tits up, man, it's just it's just scary. Yeah, he's he sort of all put his sort of eggs into one basket very early on there, and it hasn't paid off, um, which makes it look silly when you look back on it. But uh, it's it's hindsight's always twenty twenty, isn't it? I mean, he. he he could have come out and just said, uh, "Oh, you know, we'll, we'll do we'll do our best." And I, I, I sort of admire the fact that he's he's gone for it, despite the fact that it looks a bit sick, it's a bit silly now. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's you know, the question on whether he'll be staying or not is almost irrelevant next season because mm. it's so dependent on the next couple of games and and Harrogate in particular, which I know we'll talk about a bit later on. But it's uh, scary is a good way of putting it because it really has almost gone off the rails a little bit in terms of very inconsistent performances, consistently poor results, um, which have left them in a in a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, if they win on Friday, it probably makes the two draws against Grimsby and Southend look a bit better, particularly mm-hmm. if they can add another win on top of that as well. But mm-hmm. one win will, you know, will make them look a little, make it look a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, it backs those up, so to speak. Um but I tell you what, if they lose on Friday, I don't even know where to go. It's good. I'm not going to be opening Twitter. I don't think it's it's going to be absolutely toxic. Do you want another guess? The quote. Talk to me. Brian is someone I have enormous time for. A young but up up and coming coach. I like his style and moral compass. I have been mentoring Brian Dutton for six months to one day take the place of Dowell Clark. In this very office two weeks ago, Steph Gamble and I did a mock interview with him to see whether he was ready or not. That's just a sensible management thing to do as managers do come and go. We are very pleased and very impressed with him. He is a top-class coach and is absolutely committed. It's not a decision I've made in panic. It's a decision we've been preparing for as a club for a number of months. Now, a new chairman has got to back the new manager as well, and I, and I get that. And Lee Pomlet's a, a new chairman as, as well in himself, and you know he's he's working things out. But mentoring him and and you know that this is this is someone who he's he's had in line for a long time. We we've criticised the players, we've criticised Dutton. Does Pomlet have to take some of this some of this criticism as well? Because I mean, end of the day. He's the one, and, and look, he's very open with the fans, and it's great. And of course, again, from the previous regime, night and day. And he's got the best interests of Warsaw at heart, and that's what the fans want. That's the most important thing. But when you, when you again, come out with these comments, and you know, mentoring and these mock interviews, and we, we see him, and this is, this, is, this is planning, this isn't just a, you know, some sort of money-saving appointment, then again, has he got to take some of the blame here? 
Well, I, I think I said it on here at the time that the the idea of a mock interview for you know someone who's still in that role it seems like an odd thing to me. Um, it's, I think I use the example of you know the uh, deputy editor Derek for us. I mean, if if he was still in the job and I was a, I was then interviewing for his job, it's a bit strange, isn't it? So that aspect of it, I think it's a bit odd. Um, in terms of taking the blame, I think so. Yeah, I mean, there, there has to be. They have to expect criticism to be aimed. Um, now he's done what he thinks is the best thing in keeping hold of a, albeit giving them, him the job earlier than he wanted to, but giving a man the job that he thinks is going to be a good manager. But, you know, he's given a man the job who's, who's very raw. Um, whether he's got a good potential or not, there was always going to be a, an element of risk in him going straight into it. Um, and you'd like to think that you know, there's, there's there there is a plan for if this you know if this goes wrong in the next couple of days or week, and uh, and they need someone to to bail them out quickly. But it's yeah, there there has to be there has to be I think um, there, there there have been mistakes made, um, but I would argue that it's you know they have been left in the lurch all of a sudden very very quickly by Daryl Clark leaving on a a Monday the day before a game. Um, in a, in a in a spell where they've got back to back Tuesday Saturday games and they almost had very little time of anywhere to go and and they had someone on their doorstep they thought they thought could do it. Um, oh, I don't look, envy, you, I don't envy the situation. I don't envy I don't envy the position they were in. Is what I'm trying to say. I think yeah. it's fair to it's fair to give a little bit of leeway in the sense that you know it's they were they, as I said left in the lurch. But uh, the timing of it is potentially going to be is potentially going to be the biggest mistake, um, as we've seen with you know the, the results in the form. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, losing players doesn't doesn't help either. But at the same time, you know, Lee Pomlet's the one who's who's signing off on these in end of the day as well. So you know, you've got you've got to take the rough with the smooth. With with coming back to Brian and those comments that he made, which you know are there and and they're there for the world to see. You got to think that you would tread very carefully with the situation that you're in, um, and you think, God, I mean, he'll know. He'll know what he said. He'll know that what his aims are, and he'll know way before even the Grimsby game. You know, you know. I mean, the South End game. Goodness gracious me! <laughs> and uh, and and you know, hasn't still looking for a win after eleven games. So, so for them to to say, okay, well, I've learned. I'm not going to say comments like that. That's you know, obviously, doesn't look good at this moment in time. And then we get to Grimsby on Saturday, Liam, and the post-match comments that he made stunned me, stunned mm. you, and absolutely, I mean, I, I think it was one of the biggest reactions I've ever had from a, from a post-match piece for, in, in terms of just sheer anger and frustration, disbelief from the Warsaw supporters with him not saying that they're safe, but but kind of alluding that it's been a good result and that maybe they're sap- both games against the two bottom clubs have been good results. Now, whether he's just he's just expressing his his thoughts in, in a completely wrong way, and he, he's not meaning what he's saying, it's still um, a, a very strange way to approach and, and analyze a game when you know the pressure that's on you, that's on your team, that's on your club. As you can hear from that gap there, I was almost lost for words when it happened as well. Mm. Um, it was. You know, I've said it on here. I've got a lot of respect for Brian, and as you've already alluded to, you know, he's let, let's be honest, he's a lot easier to work with. Mm. Um, <laughs> let's not be around Absolutely. the bush. Absolutely, he, he's a lot easier to work with. 
I've got a lot of respect for Brian, um, and I do think uh, fans may may not agree with this. I do think there is potentially a manager in there. I've said this to you privately as well. I, I think I spoke to you about it before the Grimsby game. I said I think there is a manager there. Um, whether it's too early or not is another question. But I I, I thought it was very naive, if I'm honest, um, the way he went about it after the game because. To say that, and you and you said there, you know, he didn't say they were they were. I mean, he essentially said that they that they're closing in on safety, which is what the story, which is what the story said that I wrote. I mean, he he said, you know, I'd have taken a point from both these games um, if, if you'd offered it, offered it to me beforehand. Um, Grimsby and Southend are going to have to do something. I forget the word he used. It was incredible, I mean, whatever the word was. They have to do something. Uh, unlikely, essentially, to 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 survive, um, which in in turn, means that Warsaw are closing in on safety because there's only two goes down. So um, it, it surprised me because, you know, there's six points gap with a game in hand. I mean, if Warsaw win that game in hand, nine points with, well, there's nine games left now, but by then, whatever it's going to be, six, seven games left, that looks a lot different. You know, that's, that's, that's a different kettle of fish. But that's implying that Warsaw are going to win the game. They've won one in 18. You can't ever assume that the Warsaw, this Warsaw team in this form are going to win a game. That's the the reality that we're in at the moment. Um, so to imply that they're verge closing in on on safety, and you know uh, he was happy with the with with two draws, I thought was naive because they you have to expect that reaction from the fans. Um, on the other hand, I can I can understand that you know. A loss in either of those two games would have been disastrous. A loss would have been really, really bad. Mm-hmm. A lot worse. Even, even though Southend won on Saturday and obviously Warsaw drew, drew to Grimsby, um, had they lost one of those games, regardless of other results, it would have been really, really poor and it would have been a terrible position to be in. So essentially, they've gone out there not to lose the games. And I think you could, you could tell that in the second half against Grimsby. Um, speaking to Josh Gordon after the game as well, he said, you know, it was... It was important not to lose, is what he, is essentially what he said. Um, and as I've already said, if they win on Friday, or if they or, 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 or draw Friday, win Monday, whatever it is, if they win soon, those two draws look a lot better. But as I've said about thirty seconds ago, you cannot guarantee a win with this Warsaw side at the moment. It's just, it's just not a guarantee because of how poorly the results have been. Now, yes, they have been a little bit unlucky. You know, they should have beaten Crawley and they were one nil up against Bolton and things like that. But I've said this a million times as well. You have to create your own look at times. And I think sitting back in the second half against Grimsby perhaps was too negative because there there were opportunities there. They created a few in the first half. There were opportunities to potentially win that game and they sort of sat back and soaked the pressure up and took the point. But it's almost like between, between a rock and a hard place at the moment because they... They need a win desperately, but they've had to. They've had to. They decided at least to go through these two games with the idea or the philosophy of not to lose. Um, and fans are never going to enjoy that. Fans want to win every every single week. We'll preview the, the Harrogate game in, in a little bit towards the end of the show, uh, Liam. But I mean, we talked about how big that Grimsby game was. I think it's just as big Harrogate. You, you know, they've just been beaten by mm. Southend and not on a good run of form. It's in inverted commas, a winnable game. But you look at the three games after that. Leighton Orient away mm. on, on Bank Holiday Monday. Forest Green at home. Tranmere at home. All three of them 
you know, really fighting for for promotion, top end of the table, playoffs. They've all got aspirations. Um, if they don't win this game, Liam, and, and I'm talking about winning it, a draw is not good enough. It really is. You cannot rely on other teams below you. You know, I know there's still a couple of teams between, between them and, and the bottom two as well, but um, they're serious issues. Um, it's it's a massive game, you feel, not just for the manager, but for the club as a whole. Oh, 100%. It's, you've hit the nail on the head when you look at the three games after that because Leighton Orient are on the, you know, I think they're ninth at the moment, they're on the verge of top seven, fighting for top seven. Tranmere and Forest Green are both fighting for automatic. Uh, they're well in the race for automatic. So it's an exceptionally tough run in those three games. Um, and they, uh, they, well, they, you're right, they need to win on Friday. They really do. Um, I don't expect, it, it, I mean, if they lose on Friday, it might be a different uh, It might be a different story. But if they draw on Friday, I think Brian gets the Monday game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if they fail to win in both of those games... And particularly if they lose both or lose one, I think he, I think that might be his time done because it's um, as much you as mess, I, you can't mess about with it. You can't mess about. Yeah, with you, this. you can't. You can't. You, I think fans have made a very important point that you know it, Dean Keats in in the season they went down from League One in what twenty eighteen nineteen. Mm. Dean Keats was, and I spoke to Joe Massey about this in the past as well. He was um, he was sacked far too late. Uh, Martin O'Connor came in, and, and all due respect to Martin, I'm not I'm not sure he necessarily was the right man, but he came in with almost an impossible task because of the amount of games he had left to turn it around. Um, if Warsaw, re- if they don't get a win in these two games, and as I said, if they particularly if they lose both or even one, they may have a very big decision to make because they cannot afford to leave it to four or five games left and and be faced with. What, it won't be an impossible task at that point because they've obviously got the advantage on South End and Grimsby at the moment, but it starts to become exceptionally tight down there. And I would bet my money on South End and Grimsby getting some more points soon. Um, now, you, as you say, Warsaw might, might, might be lucky and they might be relying on those two teams being worse than they are, which mm. on the on the whole they have been this season. But, you know, a couple of runs and, and, and it's it all turns around. I mean, I think... I think Matt Mayer uh, tweeted about it um, actually uh, in response to the story on Saturday from from Brian after the game that you know all Southend have to do is replicate their form from the last I think five or six weeks and if Warsaw do the same Warsaw go down mm. which is incredible mm. to say that because I think Southend have won three or four I think in the space that Warsaw have won one. It's, uh... That says it all, doesn't it? That says it all. I mean, mm-hmm. if all it, all the teams have to do is carry on the form that they've done and also go down. That's why they need to turn something around. Now, as I said, they might get lucky. Southend might go and, and Grimsby might go out and not win a game between now and the end of the season, which is definitely possible, of course, is. And I think arguably, despite Warsaw's three tough games after the Harrogate one, um, arguably also got a better running than Southend and Grimsby. I think Grimsby in particular have got a very, very tough running in the last nine games. But either way, Warsaw need a result quickly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, if, if, if Warsaw don't win on Saturday, they could quite easily, after these four games, find themselves in the bottom two, to be honest. They could do. They could do. I mean, depending on whether they've got a better, you know, a better running or whatever. It, it could be. I mean, there's six points, but it, that, that can change very, very quickly. The thing that... The thing that and, is worrying for me, Liam, is when you look at a team, any team to get relegated, really, 
there's a lot of boxes you have to tick where you think, okay, this is a team that, that are in trouble, that, that um, are definitely trending in the wrong direction. One is selling players, your best players, you know, halfway through a season. Two, a manager change. Tick, tick that. Three, a manager not reading the game right or re- reading <laughs> reading his opinion of a game right. Tick, um, for the wrong formations or formation that's not, you know, playing players out of position that you that you're struggling to see selection issues. Tick and five and 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 for me the most important one, especially when you are are trying to um to get out and gain some momentum and get a win from somewhere by hook or by crook, you need you need a unified dressing room, Liam. You need all the players to almost blank out that noise from the outside to stick together, we are in this, we're in this for the manager, we're in this for us, we don't care about the criticism we're getting, let's make sure that we get safety first, let's make sure we do, worry about everything else after that, but let's let's be tight as a unit, and really get, let's get a couple of wins, and let's make sure and put this to bed once and for all, so we're not um, worrying and looking at of our shoulder with four or five games left, let's do it and let's do it now guys. That's what you need. You need that unity. And judging by the situation with, with, with Melbourne and with Nolan this week, uh, that's not, from the outside looking in, what they've got. And that's worrying. That is worrying. Um, Liam, you probably want to go on and maybe let's talk about Max Melbourne first, who was mm. um, who was substituted at half-time uh, on Saturday. Uh, I, mean, I said to you at half-time, I, I thought you had a... Completely understood the decision because I thought he had a stinker, to be honest. But um, what's the situation with the players and what's coming out of the Warsaw Cup? Not what we want to see. Yes, so uh, I have answers on both of them. Uh, we we had our. I'll also comments. talk longer as well. I, I, I like I like a bit of a chat today. I'm just going on and on and on. But uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, mate. Yeah, it's it's in, it's sometimes you know uh, some people will know it. Some people on social media. Some people aren't on social media. You know, and I think you've got to, especially when we do this. You know. Every two weeks normally, I know that we, we went last week, but you know, every two weeks normally, it's important maybe just to, to explain, have a bit of an explaining piece. Some people will be listening to it going, I know, I know, I know. But others, it'll be it'll be new to them. So um, we're trying to break everything down, Liam. So yeah, if you can do what what the situation is, the current situation and what happened with, with Melbourne and then maybe go on to Nolan. Yes, I will do. Yes, as I said, I've got answers for both. We had our press conference with, uh, with Brian this morning. Um, and uh, I mean, in fairness to him, he, he's answered them answer both questions um so first of all with with, with Melbourne uh, for those who don't know I'm sure every Warsaw fan knows this but just in case anyone out there doesn't um after the game on Saturday unfortunately I hadn't seen it until after I'd spoken to Brian um so obviously I, I couldn't go back to him straight away I had to wait until till now but um uh, Melbourne tweeted out in the aftermath of the game uh, just a simple emoji but it was a yawning emoji just on its own totally on its own now, obviously, fans straight away pick up on that and think he's saying, uh, I'm saying the football's boring or the results or he's not enjoying it at Warsaw or whatever. Um, he very quickly deleted it, but not before several fans got screenshots of it and you know passed it around uh, all the various forums, uh, etc. So um, yeah, fans to uh, understandably um, were incensed by it, uh, absolutely livid. Um, and I do have an answer. It's probably not something fans are expecting. Um, I certainly wasn't expecting this to be the reason, um, but I'll, I'll explain it. So, 
basically, Brian Dutton has said, and, and, and for people who want to read the quotes in full, it will be on the website tomorrow morning, um, the quotes in full, which has the explanation for uh, Melbourne and Nolan, which I'll come on to. But essentially, um, Max had a concussion injury at Lincoln um, and has been struggling with after effects of it. Um, so he came off against Southend, which what was described to me as illness. Um, so I, I assume that is that is linked. Um, and he's been basically during games, he's been getting dizzy and having in, sort of intense headaches. Um, and the and Dutton said basically that he's you know really fed up of feeling like that. He's been trying to have consultations with doctors and they're being cancelled and things like that. Uh, he's very sort of. I'm not sure upset's the right word, but he's tired, uh, tired of the situation. And he tweeted that in sort of frustration uh, regarding his, how he's feeling in his own uh, after effects of his injury. I've been told it was nothing to do with the result performance or him coming off. Um, it was totally to do with that. Uh, I'm interested in your reaction to that because it, well, it's, it's I was very come, unexpected. I was going to come back and and say okay i mean look concussion protocols are a massively massive huge issue at the moment a huge issue you know since the start of time but obviously it's definitely coming in stepping it up now and um and and look if if that's the situation first of all i can't see him playing on on friday because this guy's got to be taken taken out for for a few weeks. It's very very dangerous, especially if you're getting severe headaches. So, I'll, so first I would of, imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. So so first first and foremost, um, look that that we've got to make sure that his health is is, is the priority, and, and hopefully he's fine. Um, playing devil's advocate, though, I, I get what you've just said, and I get I get that, I'm, I'm, and that's obviously taken place, and he's struggling with it. Would I would I put a yawning emoji out? And then no, delete, it's very silly, and, then, isn't and it? then delete it. I mean, seems seems a bit a bit of a cover up to me. It seems like okay, well, that's why. I mean, why why would you put a yawning emoji up? Like, I'm tired of it. But then no one knows because it's not out in the media anyway. But then, and yeah, then no, delete. yeah, and, yeah. And then and then if if you've left and, and if you haven't got anything to hide, then then leave it out there. Why why would you delete it? It's I, I I'm sorry. I'm probably being cynical, but. Um, and you're going to come on to frustration some other people in the campaign. I mean, so it's not as if this is just one person. There's obviously, you know, other people who are frustrated. And you want your players to be annoyed and, and, and about the situation, not just about themselves, but about about the way things are going. Um, you know, no one likes losing games. No one likes drawing games. You know, it's a long, long time since Wolves... Uh, Wolves, apologies. <laughs> Wolves, that was, that was yesterday. Warsaw have won a game of football. That's a long time since Wolves have as well, to be honest. But, um, but you've got to, you know, you've got to put it... Put it into perspective and say, "Am I am I going to tweet a yawn emoji and then delete it afterwards?" I don't think so. It That's is... my perspective. That's my perspective for someone who loves an emoji, by the way. So <laughs> yeah, you know. true. Um, you know, speaking to Brian about it, he he said that um, he was made aware of it by uh, Matt Sadler. Uh, he asked Matt Sadler to speak to him, and then I think Brian's spoken to him as well. Um, and he said that he. Because of the attitude uh, and application that Max has shown since he's arrived, he's, he absolutely 100% believes him. Uh, he's put the situation behind behind him now, drawn a line direct. He said it's very naive. Obviously, he shouldn't have done it, um, but everyone's learnt from it and will move on. It's basically what he said. 
Uh, I find naive, it naive, naive as, as in it's been misinterpreted by it, by the fans, and that's what well, he's, yeah, he's not it's, saying that. Or naive as in like just don't do that and move on because it seems that. Just, not, I think naive to to have done it in the first place because if if he puts a tweet out to say, uh, "Oh, sorry, we didn't get the win today," or and then it has like a little explanation to say, you know, oh, I was taken off because I'm having struggles with concussion. And, and bear in mind, he's he's not under any obligation to to tell anyone that he's got this medical issue at all. It's obviously a totally a private thing if he wants to keep it that way. Um, but he, Brian's been forced into explaining now the reason behind it because he's made this very very silly error by tweeting the emoji out. He. I know, I understand he's, and I, I was actually on your point before I say this, on your point that, you know, it could be, you know, they're trying to cover up the fact that he's been a, a silly in, in, in a different sense. Um, it's without, I without any proof the other direction, it's difficult, it's difficult for me to really say, to be honest. Um, I have to sort of take it on face value, I think, mm. uh, personally, but, um, you know, I can understand the frustration and that, that he's feeling. If that's the case, you know, he's he's wanting to play. In, and actually, Brian actually said that his form in the last two matches has suffered because of it, and which is another part of the reason he came off at half time in both of those games as well. Um, so, I, yeah, I suspect that Callum Cochran Mollett may be playing ahead of him tomorrow. You'd, you'd imagine that might be the most sensible thing to do with a concussion issue, but. Um, so regardless, it's the game Thursday. Oh, Friday, Friday. Sorry, I, you know, I, I always get confused with these moving these things moving <laughs> around. Um, either way, it's a it's an exceptionally silly thing to do. I know he's still a young man; he's twenty two, but he's old enough, I think, and they've been in football long enough, um, despite his relative young age, to to know you know you can't do these these silly things. Um, and it is that's the best way to describe it. It is silly because if that is the case, you know, if everything we've been told by Brian and I suspect it is true, but if that is the case, um, you know, he's made a rod for his own back with the Warsaw fans to some extent. Now he will look at that and think, why they'll just be so frustrated at, and they'll aim those frustrations at him because he's put himself out there and made it look like he's criticizing the club or manager or whatever it is that people interpret it by. Um, it, it's naive that he, in the sense that you shouldn't have done it in the first place. Just don't, just don't tweet anything about it at all. Just stay away from it. Would be my advice. Liam Keane, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this Warsaw podcast so far. By the way, it's uh, it is fascinating. It is fascinating. It is, it is fascinating. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, they're genuinely interesting. You know, obviously, you're you're you live and breathe the club, but you know, it's uh, there's so many moving parts of this season and this current current situation that. It really is, from from a journalistic point of view, you know, uh, I'm not going to say great, great's not the right word, but but just, you know, a really fascinating In, It's period. interesting, isn't it? There's In, always the something season. around the corner. There's yeah. Something around the corner is always something cropping up very regularly. It, it, re- it really is. For bad or worse. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a, there's a small core um, fan base that listens to the podcast. And what I would say if you're listening is, first of all, thank you very much for listening because, you know, from a from a... You know, I've been doing podcasts now for best part of six years, and definitely my favourite part of the job is doing this podcast because you definitely get an insight into the running of a club, and in, that when you can't really put on a story in the paper online, you know, you get you definitely get a passion that comes across, but also important 
um, viewpoints I think you won't get anywhere else. So thank you for listening. If you know any World of Warsaw fans who who maybe perhaps haven't come across the best Scott B, let them have a listen to this. And if they think it's crap, then that's fine, absolutely. <laughs> but it is, um, it is, you know, from a neutral's point of view, incredibly interesting. Um, and, and I think um, from, from the outside looking in as well, Liam, I've got to give you... Um, you know, kudos as well because you don't shy away from asking the difficult questions. And also, you Thank know, you I can remember that uh, <laughs> even on Saturday, and you're kind of having a not, not slating Dutton, but you know, you you really couldn't believe the words that he was saying. And yet, behind us or in front of us, actually, Walsall staff were packing up the car within earshot of us, and you kept on going. So you know, you do stand by your comments. You know, and there's a lot of journalists, I think, especially in the country. You know, a lot of people know very very well who wouldn't. You know, even though they think certain things would want to toe the line, and and you you know you, you obviously um, have good relation with Warsaw, but I think they understand it, and you understand, and from a credibility point of view, you do a very good job of of if you're if you don't buy something or you're not having it, you will say it, and that's that's uh, that that's a mark of a very very uh, good young journalist. So well done, well done you. Well done <laughs> Thank you very much. That's, that's made my day. Thank you for that. No, it's just on that point. It's uh, I think um, some people don't necessarily see the the reality of it you know there is a, a sense where you have to you know, as you say I've got a very good relationship with the, the club and the people there and I uh, I've got all I, I intend to keep it that way um, but you for cre- credibility is the, exactly the right way to put it because you I cannot in good conscience mm. look at a situation not ask the key questions and then and then and then just you know pretend like it didn't happen it's, it's, it's not it that's not what I'm there for um, now you know sometimes questions get missed because I'll be honest with you there's been once or twice I've forgotten um, like I forgot to ask why Max uh, came off at half time against Grimsby totally forgot um, there is the occasion like that I do try and write things down um, to, so I don't forget as best I can um, but you know I, mean, I, I try and read the room as best as possible so when when supporters are in a are in a particularly mm. livid state for whatever reason um I will, I will. If it's the right time, I feel it's the right time to ask something. I will. So, the Barrow game, for example, the Barrow performance was probably the worst this season. It was, it was dreadful, to be honest with you. Um, and you know, it was because of the form and 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 the performance on the night. It was the right time to ask Brian, "Are you still the right man for the job?" And that's a very difficult question to ask someone, regardless of what work you're in, because you're asking someone whether he should be sacked and fired and be unemployed. It's a, it's a very difficult question to ask, but I will always ask those questions when it's the right time to do so, um, when I feel it's the right time. And, you know, sometimes I may get that timing wrong, but, um, you know, I, I, I play the and read the room as best I can. And, uh, and and to be honest with you, coming up on Friday, if they lose on Friday, depending on, on, on the situation, I feel like Friday could be, again, another one of those situations because it's a, a difficult one. But... Um, without me rambling on, I, I hadn't mentioned the Jack Nolan situation. If you've got me, to yeah. Well, that. I was going to I was going to go on to that now. I, I, well, after, after building you up, I'm not going to mention your your player ratings at Grimsby, mate. So we'll, we'll, leave, we'll, leave <laughs> we'll leave that for another day. I can't, can't give you too much praise, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, but fair uh, that's 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 fine. Um, like uh, Jack Nolan, yeah. So so we've talked about Melbourne and and the yawn emoji. Uh, okay, this isn't. This isn't just isolated. Uh, what's the situation with Jack Nolan and and, um, and what what's uh, what's Brian said today? So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a strange one with Jack because um, it's been going on for a couple of weeks really. That I noticed it because there was actually a couple of my tweets that he liked. Um, 
just just nothing really to say anything about him just to say that I think it was mainly the ones that were um, describing who had been left out the squad and obviously saying Nolan and Vincent for example not in the squad again or something like that and he would like it and I noticed that a couple of times didn't really think anything of it and then you know I got wind from a couple of fans that uh, he'd liked other tweets so obviously I had a little bit of a look and and I'd seen that he'd liked a fair few tweets about questioning why he wasn't in the side and questioning things about um, about the team and the manager. Um, and it's also difficult because when you like a tweet on Twitter, you can't just like one sentence of a tweet. You have to like the whole tweet as well. Mm-hmm. So there's been a, a tweet that will say one bit of it that will say, why is, not, sorry, why is Nolan not being given a chance? But then the rest of the tweet will be slagging, I don't know, the manager off or a player off. Mm-hmm. And then Jack's gone and liked that tweet. And it looks like he's agreeing with the whole tweet, whether he might just be agreeing with a bit about him, he might, whatever. Either way, it's very, very silly is another way to describe it. Um, it's, I've got, you know, he's a 19-year-old kid. He's not getting played. He's obviously frustrated, um, but he shouldn't be doing it. He, just, he really shouldn't. It's just not a good look. Um, it's, it's very silly. And... It, it brings everything into question, really, doesn't it? And uh, you know, he's only he's only hampering his own chances. Um, simple as that. And I, I I remember I what was it January twenty twenty signed, um, and then I think it was around because he only played a couple of times. It was around when lockdown first kicked in. Mm-hmm. I did like a, I did a phone interview with him and did a bit of a feature about him moving mm-hmm. away from home for the first mm-hmm. time and going to going to go to um to Reading from Portsmouth where he's from originally. Yeah. And then moving to Warsaw, you know, and sort of growing up and moving away and things like that. And he was he was brilliant. Spoke really, really well. I was really impressed by him. This season we um he got a couple of games under under Daryl, um, did very well. A couple of starts and did very well. Mm-hmm. Um actually if I'm doing it chronologically, before that he'd played a couple of trophy games and done pretty poorly. Uh Daryl was critical of him publicly. Uh Said that you know he, he came back from the summer overweight and all this kind of stuff, basically being being unprofessional. Um, has come back in, started a couple of league games, done very well right at the end of Darrell's time, and then under Brian he's had one substitute appearance in the eleven games with Brian, and that's that's all he's had. Um, and for I'm just, I can't remember how many games it is, but at least for a good two or three or, lo- or maybe even more weeks now he's not been in the squad whatsoever. So that's good. That's a good five, six, seven games I think. Um, and yeah, he's been, and then obviously with these tweets, so he's been liking these, and then he's got, I think he's gone and unliked a few. I think he's probably realised what he's done, and then, and then it's happened again and again, and he's come, gone and liked stuff again and unliked them. And uh, I'd asked Brian a few times about him in in general, in the sense that you know he he seems unhappy, and mm. I, I didn't I didn't mention the tweets because I was conscious of throwing a nineteen year old kid under the bus a little yeah. bit. Um, Cheers, you know, Liam. I, cheer, cheer, cheers, Keno. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because you know, I, I, as I said, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find that balance between you know doing the job correctly, but you know, mm. not as I said, not throwing this 19 yeah, yeah, year old kid under the, yeah. under the bus who it might be perhaps a little bit unfair. So um, I'd ask questions around it. I danced around the subject a little bit and said, you know, he, he seems unhappy. What's the situation with him? And, and Brian has just been saying, you know, he, he needs to. Uh, he'll get his opportunity. He needs to take it. He needs to. Other people are sort of working harder in training, essentially, is what he's alluded to. Um, but then with this Malvold stuff, you know, it was it, it, it had to be asked really because it all sort of came to a head. The fact that there was another instance that seemed a similar thing, and although it's been explained away by Brian, it seemed similar at the time. So I've asked about both of them, and 
the situation with Dutton, as with, with uh, Nolan, sorry, is this. Um, Brian said that there is currently an internal investigation um, into his conduct on social media. Um, right. And essentially, that's all he's said. So he said they're looking into it. Uh, and I, I mean, they're clearly not happy. He's not said that, but it's, mm. it's, it's, it's mm. obvious. He's then gone on a little bit of a, I mean, rant's not the right word, but he's spoken for at length after that, saying what I can say is this. And then he's gone into um, talking about we want to go out there and get the best young youngsters, local ones or, or from the country, bring them in, give them a chance. There's a pathway here for youngsters to do well, but they have to be 110% committed. And then he's, you know, he said Leek, Perry, Bates have all worked hard for their chance, got it, taken it. Um, and if you're not going to do it, you're not going to be here, basically. So essentially implying that, you know, he's not if doing days enough. Days are numbered. It, it, it seems that way. He's not doing enough behind the scenes, clearly. Uh, an interesting thing that, as well, that um, a phrase that Brian used was um, do that, that hard work behind the scenes, but do it when no one's looking, is the way mm. he phrased it. Mm. And funnily enough, it wasn't even a question. We, we spoke to Callum Cockrell Mollett uh, after Brian as well. And I didn't pose the same questions to Callum because it's not really a thing that a player will comment on, really. Um, I was talking about something totally, totally different and unrelated. And he and, and he used the same phrase. I think he was talking about him coming back from injury and things like that. And Callum used the same phrase. He said, you know, doing that hard work when no one's looking. So it's obviously something that Brian is drilling into the players. Yeah. And, it's clear, and it's clearly, from what Brian's saying something that Jack isn't doing. He's obviously not doing what he needs to be doing behind the scenes to get an opportunity. Um, mm -hmm. Fans are going to bring his name up and be frustrated that he's not getting a chance because he did relatively well in those two starts. But if he's not doing it behind the scenes, if he's not doing it in training, if he's going on to social media and doing very, very silly things, which he clearly is doing, then he probably doesn't deserve the chance at the moment. And he'll probably look back on this and you know and, re and regret it because, he's, as I said, he's a 19-year-old kid uh, I feel old because I'm like I know what it feels like to be 19. I'm almost 25, so I'm, like, I'm an old man now, basically. Uh, you, 20, you nearly 25. You know that? Bloody hell! I didn't realise you were that old. I knew you were older than Edwards. I didn't realise you were 25. Well, no, well, I'm 25 in December, so it's not really nearly 25. I'm 24, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, you know, it's he's going to look back on this and probably regret it because it's you know it's, he's got an opportunity here to become a professional footballer. And, and, and play I mean I know he's got a professional contract but to play regularly and make a career out of it and I think he may regret it if he doesn't go back on it and uh, it, you have to be a little bit critical of him uh, as, as difficult as it is for a young man because I, I do think he's obviously made mistakes he's very very silly on social media and, and, and he shouldn't be doing it um, and you know I've spoken, spoken to the lad a couple of times and he seems like a really nice lad he, and I think there is a decent player in there but he just has to get his head straight and, and, and get it screwed on properly well, look, he's not he's not the first. He won't be the last uh, to, to, to do these kind of things on social media. I mean, Morgan Gibbs White comes to mind from, from Wolves' point of view, you know, when he's, the fans aren't on his back and he wants to go back to Swansea. He's liking tweets left, right and centre. And then breaking COVID rules and stuff yeah, like that as well. And so, players so not, do it, don't they? It's not a good look, but I, I guess when you're, when you're England under-19s or England under-21s and you're a Premier League football club and you're kind of, you know, you want championship clubs asking for you, then, you know, if you are let go, then you've got a little bit of a fallback. If, if you're... You know, if you're Jack Nolan and uh, and you've got a black mark to your name and you, you're just about surviving, hopefully, to, to keep in the football league, there's not there's not too many options, really, is there? Too many options for you to 
you have to drop down it and build your way back up again. It's a long way back. So you, you've got to really take that opportunity. And, you know, sometimes... I, go on. Just, just on that, mm. the way you said there, you know, a black mark against your name, That I think that's a very, very key point because mm. it reminds me of a, a player called Harry McCurdy, who's at Port Vale. Um, and it reminds me of this because it, I saw it on Twitter earlier today that um, he's been recalled back into their, um, into their squad now. They've been registered in their squad because they had a, I think they've got a season-ending injury to another player. Um, yeah. But he's a player who, at Carlisle last season, I think he's 24, I think he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlisle last season um, seemed a handy player, you know, seemed nippy up front, seemed a good okay. finisher. I think he yeah. scored He scored against Warsaw at the Bankers Stadium, seemed a good player. Um, got released from there because f- for constant uh, complaints about his, his attitude and, and things like that, and mm-hmm. sort of arguing with players and making a bad atmosphere. Uh, he's gone to Port Vale. Um, I think he's played a handful of times for them uh, under a couple managers. Um, and then in the new year, got didn't get registered in their squad for uh, January onwards, got totally left out of the squad. He's been training with Leicester under-23s. Um, he's been playing under-23 games for Port Vale or under-21, whatever, whatever their academy mm-hmm. structure is. Um, playing games there for them. Um and then he's been called back into the squad now and registered because of an injury, as I said. So mm. it it reminds me of that because you, not to say that this is what Jack's going to be, but you don't want to create a reputation for yourself as a player, as mm. a chore maker, a player who's going to cause issues at a club. Yeah. Because some clubs will give you chances, but those chances eventually will run out. And Harry McCurdy, you know, he might go into Port Vale now and he might do well for the next nine games and uh, get an opportunity um, and stay there. Or he may never play in the football league again. It's 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 almost as serious as that because as soon as players start, regardless of talent, as soon as players start to show that kind of attitude and 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 you know fight back against in a seemingly uh, in a seemingly unprovoked way, fight back against against the club and the people who employ them. Very quickly, they'll mm-hmm. find themselves playing abroad, playing in non-league, playing playing Sunday league football again. Uh, and I, I think for a young man in Jack who, who who's better than that, really, I think he needs yeah just needs to get his head screwed on and not and not go down that path and uh, and, and not put yourself at a crossroads like that. Great stuff, Liam. Um, it's it's time to move on to questions. Before that, just a quick word from our incredible sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event, visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates. Uh, Liam, uh, right on with, uh, there are questions, right? Look, I mean, there's so much, I have enjoyed it, but we've gone to 50 minutes already. So we have got questions. We're going to get to as many as we can, rifle through them. So, in 45 seconds or less, let's try and get let's try and complete the set, shall Quick we? Quick fire. Okay, here we go. Van Sands hat. 
What role do you think Brian Dutton is best suited for? Head coach, assistant coach or director of football? Uh, based on experience and how it's gone so far, I would say assistant building into a manager. Hemo85, looking at our team this season, I think it's imperative we concentrate on the spine of the team when recruiting in the summer. What four players would you recommend on signing for the teams that you have watched this season? That, that is such a hard question to answer. That's probably one that you could do. It's a 15-minute answer. Yeah. But do you, do you agree with... Just generally then, do you agree with Hemo that, that they do need to... That the spine is key or do you think there's, it's more than that? Um, in some ways, yes. I think at centre-half, I think they've got... I think they've potentially got enough. Um, potentially midfield as well. They, striker's the big one for me, though. So I wouldn't say necessarily the whole spine, but I'd say striker for certain... Uh, depending on the formation system, potentially wingers as well, you know, more experienced wingers. Because I imagine Tyreek Wright's probably not going to be here next season. He'll probably get a chance elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that. Ian Whitehouse, uh, I know we're waiting on a director of football, uh, but who, if anyone, is advising Dutton at the moment? If no one, then that's obviously a huge mistake at boardroom level that the club must learn from. It's, yeah, it's been spoken about a few times. It's a very difficult position for, for Brian because he's. He's got his assistant manager, Matt Sadler, playing week in, week out because of injuries. They've got no other choice but to play him. Um, Mike Taylor specialises in goalkeepers, obviously. He's a goalkeeper coach. Um, and then after that, they've got the physios, the kit man and, you know, the fitness coaches. Uh, so on the sidelines particularly, um, Brian is essentially alone in some ways. Uh, he's, he's not got many uh, ears to bend. On the on the pitch, um, you know, he's getting help from some senior players in in terms of coaching. I know Stuart Sinclair's been helping out. There'll be more on that this week as well, actually. Um, but in terms of ad- advising, I mean, he, unless he's speaking to someone outside of the club that is advising him, which he very well might do. You know, he's he's got the people at board level who who have been in football a long time to speak to. But in terms of football expertise. He hasn't really, has he? From what I can tell, so it's a, it's a situation that I think needs improving, and he needs either an experienced assistant or the director of football as uh, as is advertised. Okay, Paulie D. Um, I add this to the list as well. When I was saying about about teams in trouble and, and ticking a lot of boxes, uh, this is the one that this is included in it as well. When you when you think of teams that are struggling on on the way down, uh, Dutton has publicly criticised senior players for effort, commitment, and game management, and compared them unfavourably to younger players. Does this mean he's lost the dressing room? Has he fallen out with Wes McDonald? Yeah, it's it's that that lost the dressing room question is always going to come up, isn't it? Particularly with the social media stuff at the moment. Uh, everything I'm being told is that no, it's it's they're, they're together, um, which well, you, you, they would say, wouldn't they? But mm. for me, Wes McDonald, he, for me, it's more of a it's more of a, a form situation. He, even when he was playing. He, he, was bang out of form. He's had a handful of good games this season for a player who was so so good last year. Um, and the system doesn't really suit him, to be honest. Uh, they're not playing out and out wingers. Um, he, he's played in that three, uh, in in the five two three. But it's as I've already explained, it's it's more of an inverted inside role that Gordon and Ossidibi suit better. He doesn't really suit it that well, or as or as well as the others do anyway. Um, you know, he he needs to build. A team and players that are going to suit the system and and you know be more consistent and potentially Wes might not be part of that those plans which is 
such a surprise having uh, considered how well he was doing uh, last year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if it was me, I, I'd, I'd be calling for this game on Friday because he can score a goal. And at the moment, Warsaw can't score goals. Um, and I think I think anyone who can who knows where the back of the net is, you know, give him a chance. There you go, mate. Prove it. If, if it if it was me, I, I would find a way of getting him in. I, yeah. I, I really would. I'd yeah. give it, I'd give it, I'd give him a, a run in the, in the team now because he's had, he's had a run on the bench and it's and not, this has happened not, and yeah. it's not, it's not really happened off the bench for him. No. I would give him a run in the team now. I I, I agree with you. John Chambers, will Express and Star Center, dedicated reporter, away week in week out to cover a non-league club next season. Goodness me. Well. God forbid Warsaw do go down. I bloody hope so, because otherwise I'm unemployed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. There will be, there will, there will be, John, but it won't come to that. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. But yeah, there, there will be. I mean, if we cover, if we cover Telford, then we'll cover Warsaw. Uh, Ron Pickering, uh, why, why is uh, Pomlet waiting to get rid of this deluded clown emoji? He puts. Um, well, that's it, really. It's ludicrous. Difficult. I mean. This might cover a few questions, actually. Um, the Everyone's expecting Brian to go after the Grimsby game because mm. uh, Lee had said in his video before the Crawley game that he needs a win in the next couple of weeks. Um, otherwise, it's, you know, it's not viable to, to carry on the, the way they're going. He's got three draws and a loss in those four games since then. Hasn't won. Um, and the Warsaw fans are expecting him to go. I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, Lee's lying to us. He said he would sack him if he didn't win in these games and he hasn't won, he hasn't sacked him, blah, blah, blah. Um, from, from what I understand, the situation is this, that Lee obviously feels that they've been a little bit unlucky in some games, which is true. I mean, Crawley, again, I'll bring that game up. They should have won that. Um, they, they obviously have been in some games. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, he's showing him loyalty for... Brian staying in the first place when he didn't necessarily have to uh, at the time when Darrell left. Uh, he could have gone too. Uh, and he stayed, took the job. Um, so he, he's shown the loyalty in him, but from what I expect, I would expect he needs to win in next score games. Um, otherwise it could be curtains. So I think that might cover a couple of questions we've had. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the single biggest contributing factor in where we are today? Says Darren That's a really good question. That is, um, I yeah, there, there there would be a few, obviously Darrell even etc. But for me, it would be losing a large rider bio. Mm-hmm. Um, would be would be that for me because Josh Gordon obviously injured hasn't quite looked the same player since then. Keenan Lavery was, I th- he didn't start a game between November and February. Um, and then when Larger went on deadline day, he started obviously after that. Uh, so he was, you know, not getting game time. Uh, Rory Holden's been injured. He's a very key player. Uh, so with all of those factors in there, Elijah was, you know, he was the main man. Uh, he was performing brilliantly, doing very, very well, scoring goals. It was a, was a real handful. Um, losing losing him for me is the I mean, in some ways that ties into the injury thing as well. But considering those injuries, I think losing him is the biggest thing because you then got Gordon and Lavery starting every week together and trying to scrape some form together, having had a difficult start to the season. So it's uh, yeah for me losing Adebayo is the biggest one. Yeah, uh, you're right, Liam. There's quite a few po- comments about or questions about Lee Pomlet. You know, Dan, Kev. Um... Stuart kind of saying is the honeymoon over. You know, what do you make of Pomlet's comment of needing some 
some wins over the next couple of weeks. Um, has he got too much trust in Dutton? Is he out of his depth, says Jimmy, um, in sticking by him? What do you think? He has, you know, it's it's, it's admirable the, the, the faith and, and trust he's got in him, but that can only last so long, as, as we've said. I mean, is he, he backing the wrong horse, is, is basically, you know, I mean, you know, you, you want to give yourself a chance. I mean, it's a two and a half mile race, mate. Uh, you, you're, going, you're going up the last two furlongs. You need to finish in the top four and you're ninth and, and you're whipping it already, I think. You need to get you need to get a reaction pretty quickly, otherwise yeah, you're going to be fading yeah. away. That's yeah, it's a good way, but yeah, it's they need a reaction, hundred percent. Otherwise, it's you know it's going to be it's going to be curtains. It's um, in terms of you know, I I totally agree with the philosophy that Lee comes from, where it's you know he wants to communicate with the fans and make it more of a make it more inclusive and you know and 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 not hiding away from things and and obviously doing interviews with me, doing interviews with TV and radio and. And not hiding away from from tough questions about about the sort of day to day running of the club and issues around it. But um, I felt at the time when he put that that video out uh, after the Barrow game, obviously a lot of fans were calling for Brian to go. Then uh, I felt that he may have potentially said too much in when it came to that that phrase about mm. he needs a couple of wins and or needs a win, sorry, in, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, the only thing I could think of to say, you know, that might back him up slightly is perhaps it was just a turn of phrase when he said a couple of weeks he didn't mean specifically two weeks mm. but um, you can only I can only take on face value and that and that's what he said so it's um perhaps a little bit naive to to have, to have gone out with that and perhaps have, could have refrained from that because that is what the fans have clung on to now for the last few days mm-hmm. they they've grabbed that and they've ran with it because because they were unhappy with the performances and the results so yeah. It's um, yeah, it's a difficult one. I think, as I said, they win on Friday. Everything looks a lot more, a uh, lot more rosy, doesn't it? Uh, David Sather, well, he's asking, what, you know, why, um, why Jack Nolan isn't, isn't getting selected. So I think we've answered that one. Mm. Uh, but he says, um, he says that the same, the same with regards to Jack Rose. Um, Jack Rose got a chance. Can you see Jack Rose getting a, a start or two? Yeah, it's, it's something I'm going to sort of revisit at some point with with the goalkeeper situation. But it's it's not necessarily much of a talking point at the moment because it's more just about opinions mm. a, a lot of fans of a lot of fans have criticized Roberts and and rightly so on some occasions you know he's made errors definitely made mistakes um and Rose was as I said on here before he was very unlucky to lose his place because he came in this was still under Darrell he, he came in because uh of the huge error that um Liam made at uh at, at Newport costing them a win uh, and then Rose came in, didn't do anything wrong, and then got injured. And since then, he hasn't been back in the team. So um, I, th- I, I still think they're two good goalkeepers. I know some fans like to criticise Liam, but for me, they're two good goalkeepers vying for one spot, and that's that's always the way it will be. Thank you very much for your questions, everyone. Uh, you, uh, did you did I miss anyone out, or did you have any any questions that came into you privately, or uh, did I get no? I, th- I don't think so. Yeah, I think that was everything. Good man, uh, Liam. Uh, we've we, we mentioned Friday, uh, April the second, Warsaw, Harrogate Town. <sighs> Goodness me, uh, massive, massive game. From a from a selection point of view, we went for five at the back. Can you see wholesale changes? Can you see formation changes? Can you see player changes? It's very difficult to predict. I understand that, but if you were if you were Brian with what's going on at the moment, what what sort of team would you select? 
Well, if you ask me what team I'd select, that's yeah, it's a totally different question to what team I think will be selected. Um, for me, I'll say this on blue in the face, or until I get proved wrong, I don't like the five at the back. I've mm-hmm. said this publicly several times now. I said this under under Darrell when he was when he was manager. Um, they did it at Barrow early part of the season. They went five at the back to match Barrow, and it didn't work. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't particularly like it. Um, for me, I would. I mean, Harrogate play a four four two, I believe. So, I would go. You know, four two three one. Uh, Osadibi in the hole. Get Wes on. Probably play Tariq Wright as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, play one of either Lavery or Gordon up top. Uh, I'd go with that because I think Osadibi's been a player that has, um, that it, at a time when a lot of players are coming off the pitch without much credit because of poor performances and results. I think he's, in the last couple of weeks, is one player who's left with a little bit of credit still. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think he, he's been rightly criticised, I might add, rightly mm-hmm. criticised this, this season for being poor at times, inconsistent at other times. He has very good games and then like at Cambridge and then came in against Barrow and was very, very poor the other way around, whichever way it was. But he, it's... Um, but the last few weeks, last two or three weeks now, he's been pretty consistent. Um, I think has improved. Uh, looks, he's getting more involved. He's taking set pieces, delivered very nice set pieces, getting into the holes, uh, into the pockets, and and and, and linking play. Um, so he deserves to, to play for me. I'd play him in behind in a four-two-three-one. Uh, yeah, probably play Tyree Wright and Wes McDonald, two fast, tricky wingers. Get them on there. Get one of the strikers up top and attack them. Um, I'd play if I'm going to go for the full the rest of the team. Yeah, probably Roberts, Batford, Norman, Clark, uh, Sadler, uh, probably Cock and Mollet because of Malbourne's injury, and then probably Kinsella and and probably Sam Perry. To be honest, he's been very good. Um, so that's your team, Liam. Uh, what's Brian going to pick? Now, what I think he'll pick is I think he'll stay with the five, which he, which he has done. Um, I think Tom Leake will stay in because uh, Hayden White is going to be um, his last game of his suspension, so he won't be playing. Um, so I think it'll be this. Uh, I think, although I think Norman will probably come back in on the right rather than playing Kinsella there because it, uh, yeah, it didn't really work for me. I think Kinsella played very well. Don't get me wrong; uh, he had a good game, and he, he pretty much play him anywhere, and he'll give you a, a a good performance. But I think Norman had so much to the team; you can't mm. leave him out. And Kinsella adds so much to the midfield as well. I was so say, I hope he gets into midfield. I hope. He's yeah, yeah, he does. He's been Kinsella has probably been my player of the season this mm. season. Yeah, I, I really do enjoy watching him play because I'm a bit of a purist in the sense that you know I like a a, a really hard. That sounds bad. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. A really tough tackle. Um, blimey! That was oh, good. mate, that was going to some deep super. water. I was going to let you. Yeah, I'm just going to let you let you just sink yourself. I was mate. digging that hole, then, wasn't I? I was, yeah. Anyway, I you know I like a player who is going to you know put his body on the line and just go for it, and you know a, a bit of an old school player. Mm. These players that take a little little knock and they're going down holding their face. Not I hate all that rubbish. So yeah. I, I like that about Liam. So yeah, I I would go with. Well, no, what I think uh, Brian's going to go with. Sorry, is a probably Norman. Leek, Scar, Sadler, Cochrane, Mollet, Perry and Kinsella. And then I think he'll play Osadibi, Gordon, Lavery, which he's stuck with for the last few mm. weeks up top. So that's what I expect he'll go with. 
Good stuff, mate. So really, just to come from that, come from that is uh, Liam likes it hard. Is basically what you want to say. That's it. Oh Christ! Ah oh, dear, mate. Ah oh, dear. Um, right. Prediction time, Bebe. Warsaw Harrogate. Give me it. Give Warsaw, me it. Warsaw are going to get their first win under Brian. Oh, hello. Hello. Ne- neck is well and truly on the line. Oh, go on then. Scoreline. I've got to have some faith. Two nil. Two nil. Oh. Yeah, they're going to get they're going to get an early goal. Hang on to it, and gonna, they're going to get a mid to late second goal. You can uh, start those mojitos at uh, Keen Towers earlier, if you. Farmy summers. No, you know what? Perhaps it's in perhaps it's in hope more than anything. But I I look at this game, and I think I might have discussed this to you off air before that I look you look at this game Harrogate have lost the last three mm. in a row they have lost four out of the last five mm. and, the, and the only other game they didn't lose there was against Colchester who were below Warsaw the 21st they beat them 3-0 yeah. yeah. um, they're not going to get promoted they're not going to go down in some ways, they've got very little to play for. I made that point to Brian this morning, actually, and he said, um, although that, that may be the case, he, he said, you know, a lot of them will be out of contracts and will still be in the shop window and things like that, so they'll probably still have something to play for. But he, he took the point that, you know, that for me, they, they have very little to play for, really, and, and their season seems to be fizzling out. Um, this, and particularly with the three games coming up after that, which we've already discussed, this has got all the makings of the of a very very crucial game where it's it, it's almost in some ways a must win because mm-hmm. of the the context around it mm-hmm. um now it, it, obviously it's, it, that that changes if they go and beat Leighton Orient if they don't win and then they go and beat Leighton Orient obviously the, the whole context is different but the context before this game is you know Warsaw may not get a better chance to get that first win on the board in the next yeah. few weeks than this than this game on Friday it's as simple as that this could be a really big opportunity for them to get it. And imagine how much good that will do to get those three points on the board. It will, Ugh. in many ways, it will change the landscape for a lot of people. It really will. Just one win could, and depending on how Sandland and Grimsby get on, one win could really change the whole landscape of, 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 of where they are in the league. Oh, mate, if Dutton's happy with a one more draw at Grimsby, if they get a win, he's going to be dancing naked around the banks, is mate. He's going to be absolutely <laughs> buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Uh Incredibly, I've still only seen Warsaw lose one league game this season. So, and I'm there. So, don't worry, don't worry. Uncle Nathan is gonna bring you three points too. <laughs> I'm gonna say two one, mate, to the Saddlers. So, I think I think they're Love gonna it. get. I think they're gonna get a win. Uh, I'm, I'm, I apologise to the people listening, and that we have gone a little bit over today. We're, we're nearly at seventy minutes, one hour, ten minutes. But I think, as you agree, that there's so much to talk about. Um, I don't know whether we've been too harsh or not. Maybe I'd be interested, you know, if you, if you have, if you don't leave feedback or if you do leave feedback when Liam tweets it out saying you have a listen, tell us what you think, uh, good or bad, because we always want to improve and uh, end of the day, you're the people who matter the most, uh, nobody else. Uh, but yeah, massive game, mate. And, and hopefully in a, in a couple of weeks' time and where we're doing this podcast and we're in a little bit of a, a better situation because uh, this, that's what this club deserve and we want to, to make sure that they're playing League Two football next season, they can build again. Liam, as always, thank you, pal. Thank you. Thank you very much for it. I shall see you um, uh, at the Banks's probably about two fifty nine pm, uh, a minute before uh, a minute before kick off, <laughs> and um, it'll be um, it's going to be a nervous, tetchy ninety minutes. But I'm looking forward to it. From me, from Liam, uh, have a great Easter. Hope the Easter bunny comes. Hope you get lots of chocolate. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Goodbye.